and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. But when even the experts sound convincing and they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what actually governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, it's good to see you, man. How are you doing? Joe, good. I'm doing fantastic. I am so glad to hear that you're doing super <laughs> duper. Um, <laughs> super duper ooper. On a scale of one to awesome, you're doing super great. Super great. <laughs> Fantastical. That is an, actually a very old reference that only some of you would even know about. If you ever knew homestarrunner.com or Strongbed, that scale of one to awesome is super great. Well, I Man, that took, me th- that took me to college. That's a lot of your nerdiness just came out. Oh, Jeff, I'm such a nerd, and most people don't even know the half of it. Uh, like, he, it's bad. I can affirm this <laughs> confession that Joe has. And he only knows half of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's oh, really good. Well, Jeff, um, one of the things that we like to do every once in a while on Mixed Messages is get right to the heart of what it means to be a Christ follower, mm-hmm. um, not only in terms of how we're navigating culture, but just directly what is it that Jesus is asking us to do or not? And one of the questions that has kind of, I think, indirectly stirred up in this season of there's Zoom options and there's all these different things that we've kind of re-navigated how we do culture is if church isn't the building, because it's not, that's not what the church is, Correct. why does it matter if I would go to a worship service at the church or not? Like, why do I have to go there? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that is a great question and it's a fair question um, because the church is not the building. Uh, the church, the building is the place that the church gathers, right? So the church is the people of God, and God would call uh, the His people, His body, His bride, and a spiritual house. Mm-hmm. So the the church or ecclesia is just the gathering, right, of of those spiritual people. So. Does it matter if you come to church or not? Well, it it kind of depends on how you define that, right? So does it matter if you sit through a sermon at Grace Church and listen? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and listen to me preach, or Joe, um, and hear, you know, participate in our worship and those kind of things, or you do that at another Bible teaching church, the answer to that is no. Uh, it does not matter. Uh, does it matter if you go to a church of, you know, where many hundreds of people gather at once, or if you go to a church where five or ten people gather at once? The answer is no, it does not matter. Um, does it matter if you sit at home alone and have an individual spirituality, or you pursue Christ with other Christ followers? Yes, that matters a lot. And you get into the scripture where uh, Jesus and the apostles are just very clear of saying, listen, um, you you cannot follow Christ uh, uh, in a healthy way if you do not allow yourself to be loved and allow yourself to love other Christ followers. Mm-hmm. 
And when you allow that relationship to happen with two or three or more, so the, the Jesus says when two or three are gathered in my name, he's present there. So two or three or more, um, a dynamic happens spiritually that cannot be duplicated and cannot be embraced individually, right? So yes, it is important that you gather now, are there lots of ways to gather? And I think the answer is yes, right? So I, I don't think that the way that we do church at Grace Church is the biblical way to do church. I think it's the way that works for us. And probably a lot of that's my personality. Uh, some of that's our community of what they respond to or how they would interact best. And then some of it's our ability, right? So we can have a, a band with a sound system inside a building, those kind of things. Some of it is practicality. It rains a lot here, and it's cold. <laughs> so coming inside is, is a big deal. Some of it is outreach decisions. So like we're building a, a athletic facility right now because we made the decision together that God had given us a unique opportunity to use athletics to build relationships and tell people about him and disciple people. That's not the right decision for another church. Sure. Um, that's not a biblical or unbiblical decision. Um, that's just that's a decision that we made because in our local context, uh, we saw that happen, that we saw that working. So you can look and say, um, uh, Jeff, I don't agree with that. I'd be like, okay, I mean, that's okay. I, I'm not, I don't, I didn't hear a word from God. I saw an opportunity I think God gave us, but, and then we collect, the, the Spirit unified us and we collectively did something. You could say, uh, Jeff, uh, you should preach verse by verse, book by book, straight through the Bible and do nothing else. That's what I think you should do. And I would say, okay. Uh, every church that does that, I think they're great because they're teaching the Bible. If you looked at me and said, Jeff, I think you should teach about the Mormon apostles and this, the uh, and do the Catholic liturgy, I would say, now I don't agree with you, right? So, like, I, I don't believe, I believe Mormonism is a false gospel altogether, and the Catholic liturgy, while it may have some value somewhere in there, I don't believe it's necessary or like the right way to do church is why i'm a protestant <laughs> mm -hmm. right so we can disagree uh, i think you can even have preferences to a degree uh, where you might look and say i like uh smaller churches i like bigger churches i like when pastor joe speaks i like when pastor jeff speaks i'm like all that's 100 percent a-okay but if you said i don't need a church, a gathering, and I will just watch things on the internet and I will have my own individual spirituality, I would say to you, that's unhealthy and that goes directly against what the scripture says, right? So we are to gather together. The scripture says we're not to forsake the gathering of ourselves together and we're to be involved in each other's lives. Even though that's messy, uh, that can be painful, uh, that can be very rewarding and very energizing. Uh, you know, relationships are relationships. Uh, Jesus would say, as you love each other and serve each other and forgive each other and unify with each other, 
That's the best testimony that you have of me. So going it alone is not a real option in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, how you gather and what that looks like, and I'm, I'm like, that's there's tons of options for that in Scripture. And grace does grace. So I, I don't think we have the corner on truth. I don't think we have the corner on systems or uh, structure. I don't think that at all. I think we're just kind of being us, you know, yeah. and— and uh, the parts of our community that that makes sense to, uh, they're they're a part of that. Yeah, I love all those. The, the The New Testament in particular has so many different one another um, commands, things that we should be doing with each other, loving one another, obviously being the top of that list. Even washing each one another's feet and all these different things where uh, we're called to engage each other. And obviously, if we're trying to go it alone, that's a huge chunk of the New Testament right. that you can't even remotely look at. Now, and it, and it also gives a wonderful picture of how God loves us. You mentioned it can get messy. It can get kind of, you know, tricky and complicated. It's like, right, like sometimes <laughs> we're not the most lovable of people, and yet God continues to extend himself to us that's uh, right. in inc- incredible ways. And we give ourselves to each other, so we bear each other's burdens. That's a, that's a really big directive for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't cancel each other. Um, uh, those of us who are mature seek to restore those who have fallen. Like what we are, what we are to be, is we are to be ministers of reconciliation. So we're helping people get right mm-hmm. with God. That's a messy process, mm-hmm. and that's a difficult process. But that's God's plan. And when you look at what Jesus established, He established the local church. Now, a question you could ask me, Joe, is you could say, Jeff. What makes a local church? Jeff, um, I'm just curious as we talk through this, what makes a local church? That is a fascinating question, I thought you Joe. might like it. I might address that for a second. So <laughs> when I say you don't, have to, you don't have to come to Grace or be into you know, the style of Grace Church, you don't have to do that. Uh, but I also don't think uh, the Scripture would say when you're sitting around with your buddies uh, talking about which podcast you like, I'm not sure that's church. So when you get into the apostles, Paul and others, and you look at what is a local church, I think it has to look something like this. It has to have recognized spiritual leadership, right? So there's the offices of the church. God gave some to be prophets and evangelists, etc. In that spiritual leadership is some type of appointed eldership, uh, people who are shepherding, leading, uh, defending, and even at times defining what truth is, and people who are following them. Right? You would see that a lot in the New Testament as the church is established and set up. Uh, I think there has to be some offering of what we call the ordinances, so mm-hmm. baptism and communion. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, Who is making sure that you understand what it means to be baptized and then baptizing and then who is teaching through communion and then uh, organizing so to say Mm -hmm. communion Uh, and then i think there has to be some missional aspect to it that the church does not exist just for the church but exists for for the world so how are we proclaiming the loss and being a part of doing the great commission together so those four or five things, I think, is a church. I think some of the other things that we would talk about, like me and my friend having coffee, 
I would look and I'd say, I think that's a Christian gathering, and God does empower that. Uh, me and my family, we just do church at home, just us. I'm like, I think that's a family structure, and that's a spiritually focused family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that's a church. Uh, my church is 40 people, not 4,000 people. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No worries. Mm-hmm. That, that The scripture would put no uh, size cap or size, you know, that's too small mm-hmm. to be a church. That's just different stuff. But are they in the scripture? Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's a big deal. Recognize spiritual leadership. We're probably not all here just kind of getting along to get along. Some kind of eldership who has a thor- spiritual authority, mm-hmm. who has the authority to like kind of confront you or teach you or say, you know what, the Bible actually says this. The ordinances and a mission, you know, I think those are the key things. And and then, I think what you what we often do in our culture is we look and say, um, is that offered somewhere that I can get excited about? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't get excited about it, then it may just. I we say this every time we do discovery group. Uh, it may we not, may not be the church for you, which is fine. We we do not think we're the only thing right. in in town, right. you know, or that you're sinning if you don't go to grace. So I'm like, that's fine. But to, to say there's no church for me, or um, I watch on the internet every week, but I show up every other month, I'm like, I, that is not what church is. You're, I was just going to ask you, like, how do digital options fit into this conversation? Because they seem helpful. Obviously, we offer them as a church. Um, so what is their role, and can we stay purely digital? Like, how does that arena fit into this conversation? That's a question that, that is hard to wrestle with, because there are churches that only meet on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And and I think if those churches are structured correctly and there's biblical community, even though it, it's uh, digital, I think you can have a real church, and especially when we're talking about places in the world that are oppressed, mm-hmm. the gospel is oppressed. I think that's a really, a really big deal, a good thing. I would say, in a context like North America, where you can find a, a live gathering of people fairly easily, right? That you probably need to help yourself or make sure you get yourself to it, and then what the digital option does is it keeps you connected, right? So if Heidi was out of the country for six months, I would FaceTime her every day, text her a lot, interact with her. If she's down the street from me, like something would be off in our relation. It would be weird, Yep. right? So I've probably texted her three times a day, and I even FaceTimed her today because we were watching something happen. And, and so, but I'll see her tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think I think it, the digital options are great supplements. I think it's great when you're away for the weekend or, uh, you know, you've got something going on and you can't get there. I'm all about that. Nothing surpasses being in the room with other Christ followers. Mm-hmm. And at Grace, you know, Grace is weird because of our size. We have all kinds of room. So if you don't like big crowds, come at 4.30 on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You won't be overwhelmed. Um, if you like the whole environment to feel a little bit smaller, go over to the Montrose building. It feels like a smaller local church. Mm-hmm. If you like the, the bigger environment, uh, which is kind of what I prefer, mm-hmm. 
right? And that's where I say some of this reflects my personality. Then comes Sunday morning, Gent Road. You know, but but you would want to find that. You you wouldn't FaceTime your best friend or your spouse for six months when they're nine miles away. Yep. You would go home, right? Nor would you do that more than be with them personally. Mm-hmm. But if you're away, like I've been traveling, you know, when I'm away, I text Heidi. And so I, I think it can be a very, very helpful thing. I don't think it's a substitute. And it is the very, very rare person who will engage online fully. So I think we should be honest about that. Most of the time when I have something online, I treat it like a podcast. I'm kind of listening in the background as I'm doing something else. Worshiping online uh, is very difficult. Uh, worshiping alone, uh, there's some upsides to that, and then there's some downsides to that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you should throw it away. I certainly don't think you should guilt trip no. over any of this stuff. But I, I do think God meant for us to actually be in contact with each other, and that's a healthy thing. I think, Jeff, um, this this is going to be a good segue, I hope, that as as we talk about the importance of what a church actually is, it's not something to go alone, and then even digitally speaking, like we're meant to still engage those things you mentioned, being connected to godly leadership, seeing the gifts of the church play out even in leadership, uh, doing the ordinances, being missional. Um, that's hard to do if you're just digital, which is kind of what you're saying. Um, I've talked with some people that as they move away from the area, you know, they, they move south because— they just can't handle the four seasons and specifically that white one, Um, you know, or whatever. They move to Hawaii, they move to wherever. Um, Or maybe it's just business and they move anywhere. I hear this phrase a lot, I can't find a church like Grace and we're having a hard time plugging into one. Mm -hmm. What What advice would you give to that family? Because maybe they're listening right now um, and most of us that are listening and watching, we might know a family like that. Like, yeah. I just can't find a good place, and so it's not prioritized. How would you counsel them in that scenario? So th- there's a couple of things I'd have to say about that scenario. Um, the one I won't answer your question, I'll just say what I think, and then I'll try to answer your question. Um, I had a conversation with a, a young man who grew up in our church, married a terrific lady, and he was uh, struggling whether to take a job in Columbus or to move back up to Akron. His struggle was not about his career. His struggle was about his church. Hmm. He loves his church in Columbus, and he loves his church I grew up in. And he decided to stay in Columbus and to invest in the church and lead in the church and, and uh, to lead spiritually in the church. And I just bumped into him last week, and I, I had been talking to his mom about all this, and I said, I am so proud of you that your life decision was built around how you were going to give your life away as opposed to what you could get for yourself. Hmm. And I thought, I thought, what a mature and, in my opinion, godly decision where they looked and said, we're going to find the church first, then the job, then decide how we feel about the weather. <laughs> right. Right. And I think I, I thought that was very, very mature. Now, other people, they retire, their kids move. There's all kinds of legitimate reasons to move out of Akron, Ohio. Sure. I've heard of right? you. <laughs> um, to those guys, I would say this. 
I would say don't quit looking. And what you, what you might need to do is change your expectations. Mm. So if Grace Church of Greater Akron was just the bullseye perfect fit for you, um, you may not be able to find that again, depending on where you're at. But you might actually find something wonderful that's different. Yeah. Right? And, and I would plug in to that wonderful and different. Here's the thing with the church. When you come to a church, the church is the body of Christ, and it's a, it's a living spiritual entity. So when you come to the church, it means two things. It means you needed the body of Christ, and the body of Christ needed you. It's a spiritual connection. It's not just all preference. Absolutely. The wonder of technology is you can do what I do. I listen to all kinds of preachers all the time. So you can listen to mixed messages. All of our sermons are podcasted. You, you can watch Grace on Saturday night. But you need to be in those relationships. And maybe that music isn't as good or that pastor isn't as good of a communicator or those children's programs aren't, you know, world class. But maybe there's a group of loving people Maybe there's a group of teenagers that needs you to be their youth leader. You know, maybe there's a group of elderly people that need uh, young people that have the strength and energy to serve. The body of Christ has a different, wherever you are, the body of Christ has a need that God placed you there to be a part of meeting. And if you just love grace, then tune in and listen. But it's, you see what I'm saying? It's not just preaching and it's not just where those are preferences. Yep. Sometimes all that lines up perfectly, uh, and a lot of times it doesn't, and that's sometimes where the beauty of the Internet is. Jeff, I, I love that. I think so many of us need that, that have found ourselves in a new arena and things of that nature. But um, it, it's, it's a big decision, and it's a big deal, and it's not only a practical one. It's a spiritual one that right. Jesus is beckoning us into before i wrap things up i just got to know how tempted were you to say that maybe the pastor isn't as good looking <laughs> <laughs> well i i think some things speak for themselves <laughs> so if you're listening you don't know if you're watching you know the truth no. <laughs> um, well if you have any questions that you would like answered or addressed on mixed messages we'd love to do that uh, you can submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages we'd love to put those into the queue and get to those as soon as we can if we can help you take any unique unique next steps we'd love to help you in that way and we would love it if you would subscribe if you'd follow if you'd rate and review our podcast and continue to help to get the good word out there if you're in the area and just like we talked about today, would love to jump into church or jump back into church and begin to experience what it looks like to be um, relationally and tangibly amongst the body of Christ. We'd invite you to do that this weekend if you don't have a church home or if you're just looking to get back in the swing of things. And of course, if you're not in the area, you can join us online, but we're always looking to help point you towards vibrant relationships with Jesus and His people. So continue to keep that in mind. Well, thanks again for jumping in with us today as we continue to see God's voice through all the mixed messages around us.